and welcome to another new Splash episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, real estate law specialist. Hello, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, So we're here for a new Splash episode on um, a judgment that came out of the county court last year, late last year in October. Um, We've just had the transcripts come out. And the case is W number three GP nominee A and JD Sports Fashion. Do you want to start with some of the background um, law yeah. behind this case? It's, there's actually a nominee B as well. There were two different units. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of set the scene, if you like. It, it's, um, it all took place in uh, JD Sports, the, the tenants, uh, in the, uh, the Derby and shopping centre in the centre of Derby, which has various names over the years, but that's the current one. It's a big, big shopping centre in Derby. And as was, as you mentioned, Lizzie, it's uh, from October the 22nd was the judgment. Um, her Honour Justice Fine being the judge. Uh, but we've only just got the transcripts, and so it's uh, that's why we're talking about it now. But it is quite a significant case. It was all heard in Nottingham County Court. Shall I tell you the sort of what the basic argument was and then... Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 only a county court decision. It doesn't set a precedent, but it's about a very topical area at the moment, and it's a really useful case for for valuers to get hold of. A lot of it, like a lot of rent cases, is more to do with valuations and comparables than about the law. And a lot of it's sort of for that reason beyond, uh, you know, sort of my my sort of knowledge. Um, but I'll tell you about the legal side of it. Uh, it's uh, it was all about turnover rents. Um, the, it was a, the the lease, the initial lease was from um, was summer day, June the twenty fourth, two thousand and seven. It was a ten year lease, and it came to an end on June the twenty third, uh, twenty seventeen. And since then, the tenant have been um, holding over under a fifty four act continuation tenancy. Um, the rent at the time the lease came to an end uh, was one hundred seventy five thousand pounds per annum base rent. Uh, but they had a turnover rent, and turnover rents are getting very, very popular in post-COVID times. So tenants can partly base their rents on their profits, and if the profits dip, as has been happening in many sectors, then they don't pay as much rent, and the landlord doesn't get as much rent. But the the turnover-based rent on top of the one hundred seventy-five thousand pounds per annum was uh, was originally that they would pay eight percent of uh, gross profits to the extent extent that they exceeded. Um, you know, the, the base, the £175,000 per annum rent. If that makes sense, that makes sense. Don't nod, don't nod on her. <laughs> yes, yeah, keep going. The landlord, it had held over for several years when the landlord uh, served a Section 25 notice, so unopposed uh, uh, 20, uh, Section 25 notice. They were both happy to remain in the premises. The landlord wanted a 10-year uh, lease. The tenant actually successfully argued for a five-year lease. Tenants tend to get what they ask for, unless it's a very short term. And tenants don't tend to want as long a lease as they did a few years back. And in shorter and shorter at the moment. The landlord initially uh, proposed a new rent in his notice of £282,000 per annum uh, with, uh, with no turnover-based element, but the tenants wanted a turnover-based element. They then seem to have done the maths, uh, and the landlord suddenly found out that it was based on turnover, because rentals have been going down dramatically in some sectors, and obviously this is the retail sector. 
if uh, based on their tenants, based on profits between 2021 and 22, they'd be actually entitled to £496,000 per annum. So they suddenly swapped around. The so suddenly the tenant didn't want to turn over based rent and the landlord did. And that's what the case was basically about. All the other terms were agreed. Uh, it was just a matter of what the rentals should be. So what's the basis of deciding the new rent? Yeah, it's in Section 34 of the 54 Act, if it's a, if it's a 54 Act renewal. And it does make it quite clear, uh, Section 34, that in default of agreement between the parties, and obviously there wasn't any agreement between the parties here, you're supposed to have regard to the terms of the tenancy, uh, other than those relating to rents, and find out what the holding might reasonably ex be expected to be let on in the open market by a willing lessor. There's actually then some disregard. It's a very simple rent review clause, you know, sort of uh, process compared with nowadays, because it was in the 50s when no one bothered too much about rent reviews. Uh, but you're supposed to disregard um, the tenant's occupation and predecessor's occupation, uh, the tenant's goodwill and tenant's improvements, and that's it. They weren't actually relevant to any of the disregards. So it was basically about uh, what the market rent should be. And what did the judge decide in this instance? Well, I find it amazing that there's been very little discussion about this over the years, because uh, the provisions are not exactly new. But they basically decided that turnover-based rents were not uh, compatible with the concept of a willing lessor and a willing lessee. You know, the valuers in particular appreciate that rent reviews are based on a, a hypothetical letting and you're supposed to ascertain a market rent for the premises with those with you know, the assumption of willing lessor and lessee and disregarding uh, those various few things. Uh, and you wouldn't know what a hypothetical tenant's profits were, so you wouldn't know what the turnover element was. And so they refused uh, the turnover rent element and the tenant basically won. Were there any other cases discussed? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of cases discussed, but um, there was a couple of county court cases, again, not precedents, which um, which were sort of dealt with. Uh, one was a case called National Car Parks and Hawksworth Securities from um, 2016, where the court recognised that um, in things like car parking leases and the likes for you know, big car parks like NCP, then turnover-based rents the norm. And the judge in, in the particular case, I won't, I won't mention the name of the landlord again, uh, but uh, they uh, recognised that if turnover-based rents were the norm, then you, know, you might uh, put a turnover-based rent into the actual new, new uh, rental, you know, the renewed lease rent. Um, and there'd been another case, um, uh, entrepreneur pubs in county court, entrepreneur, entrepreneur pubs and Palmer, again, some kind of county court case, which had accepted the concept of, uh, of, uh, of a turnover rents on a lease renewal, a 54 rent renewal, without much question. But uh, on the facts of it, the judge decided it wouldn't be opportune to include a turnover based rent anyway. So I do stress it's not a precedent, but it's a very interesting sort of argument. What were the new rents? Well, the court decided because, again, this is where the valuation points come in, uh, because rents had um, dramatically dropped between 2017 and, and late 2021, uh, the new rent would be £104,300 uh, per annum. Massive, massive drop. 
uh, and that was what the market rent would be. They recognised, for instance, that there are a lot of empty shops in the this big shopping centre uh, compared with back in 2017, and it lost its anchor tenant recently you know, during the actual court proceedings uh, with Debenhams. And Topshop was another big shop in this uh, uh, centre which had shut down and the likes. And it's another sort of um, illustration. We've talked about other cases in the past, you know, Francis and Cavendish Hotel and uh, WH Smith's and Commons Real Investment Gazelle Shaft, uh, where the rents have dramatically dropped in London. And this is in Derby. Are there any other issues? Yeah, I suppose the main issue that was discussed, uh, I mean, one or two sort of subsidiary issues, which I, again, are probably more for the valuers. I do urge any valuers who might listen to to get hold of some of these rental cases. Um, but it was uh, settling the interim rent. You're in, t- in an unopposed lease as long as the, you know, the, the landlord's notice refers to the whole of the premises and the tenants and occupation of the whole. Uh, the starting point for the rent between the end of the fixed term and the start of the new lease is uh, it's the same as the, the, the new lease uh, rent. So the starting point is it's £104,300. But uh, the legislation, Section 24.3c of the um, the 54 Act, says that if there's been a substantial uh, change in rentals during the continuation, that can can be changed. And the court decided that there had been a substantial change in rentals. So at least the landlord, uh, the interim rent, uh, it was settled at 160,000 and 295 pounds per annum. I've always been impressed at the way that uh, they can come up with such exact figures. There was an argument, uh, I think it was failed from day one, to argue that uh, the turnover-based rent is not actually rent, it's a term of the lease, and so that should be taken into account as well. That, that failed, as I say, but uh, I think that was always going to fail. So keep your eyes open. I've not seen anything about an appeal, uh, but it's uh, it's an interesting case, albeit not a precedent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Richard. Thanks, Lizzie. And see you again sometime. Yep. See you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again in our next episode.